Ian Trottier here for Discuss Your Truth, uh, San Antonio, the Reawakening Tour. Now, uh, I'm sitting here with a, with, with a very important uh, person. Uh, Judy, Judy and I uh, first connected. Uh, she, she joined Discuss Your Truth. It's probably been closer to three years now, Judy. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's been a while. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and what Clay Clark has done here uh, uh, now in, in 2021 is he's, he's, he's compiled what, what seems to be the, the, the most effective uh, movement in getting out, uh, getting out uh, accurate uh, and truthful information to, uh, to 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 the masses. So, 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 it very fortunately here, I, I am joined uh, with uh, with the great uh, Judy Mikevitz. Uh, and uh, Judy, take a moment uh, and, and, and update, uh, introduce, reintroduce uh, to listeners uh, who you are, what you do, the work that you do, and, uh, and we'll get into uh, some of these current issues you're tackling. Well, I'm, for, for 30 years or 30, 33 years, I was a research scientist, 22 of those years at the National Cancer Institute in Frederick, Maryland, and then uh, the, the rest of my career in industry and in various uh, pharmaceutical companies um, making drugs and therapies for immune therapies for AIDS and cancer, appreciating that um, the dysregulation of the immune system, that's acquired immune dysfunction um, and inflammation, the flame, was at the heart of chronic diseases and cancer. So every time we see itis on a word, arthritis, it's inflammation and in pain. Um, and, and we are able to restore the balance of our immune system um, and, and, and heal cure diseases that we haven't thought about by stopping the process. So um, for the last decade since I was um, removed from science for a discovery, an inconvenient truth, that the manufacturing process of vaccines um, was, was generating what we call zoonotic so the, the word zoo is in the front of that. Zoonotic transmission to other species of viruses which did no damage in their host of origin. Um, but when, when, it, when part of the inoculation, when part of the vaccination as a contaminant or, or part of the product, then in fact they can cause neuroimmune, neurodevelopmental diseases, cancer, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's. And, and maybe you don't say cause, but you drive, you throw a blowtorch on, um, on the disease. So you, have a, you throw gasoline on a fire, that inflammation, and, and that drives the disease process. Rather than helping, um, you know, you're not developing immunity, you're actually de de developing immune dysfunction or AIDS. How does, uh, in your research here, um, and you've been at this for four decades, you say? Yeah. June How 10th, 1980 was my first day in a lab working. And, 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 and Judy, John Rappaport put together a book in the later part of the 80s, uh, right. AIDS Incorporated. Right. Um, how does your work coincide with that of Anthony Fauci? Um, 
it, it really doesn't other than that in the early years in 1983 when I first started working as a lab technician for Dr. Frank Rossetti at the, at the National Cancer Institute there in Frederick. Um, he and NIAID were collaborating to um, isolate the retrovirus associated with AIDS. Now at the time, it was said to be causative for AIDS acquired immune deficiency, which at the time was called gay-related immune deficiency. So it's important, AIDS wasn't coined until many years later. And so in the, in the 80s, um, the, um, the, the virus was said to be causative for the disease because everyone with evidence of infection had the disease. That means gays, IV drug users, prostitutes, people who weren't getting safe sex, had AIDS because, theoretically, of their, um, they, because the virus caused it. But what we learned in the 90s was that there were many people, women, doctors, nurses, the military, uh, that, that had AIDS and didn't have any evidence of HIV but they had evidence of other families of retroviruses. And when they had HIV and a combination of other families of retroviruses like the XMRVs, the mouse viruses we had discovered, isolated and shown to cause cancer. Um, uh, shown to cause cancers. It was first associated with prostate cancer, the aggressive kind. So we start to see the pathologies and how what we, what we say in science is viruses rarely travel alone. Pathogens rarely travel alone because in order for the pathogen to persist, and they want to persist, an inefficient virus kills its host. And, and so an effective, that's why we know SARS-CoV-2 didn't cause COVID-19 because 99.9% .9 of the people with SARS-CoV-2 don't have COVID-19, so you can't be causative. And see, when we learned, in once, once Tony Fauci, and Tony Fauci drove this narrative in the 80s, so he drove that it was the bad behavior of the gay community, the IV drug users, they were in bathhouses, they did poppers, just think back to everything John Rappaport was saying, and people, people like Peter Duesberg, who were saying HIV doesn't cause AIDS. And, and I agreed with them at the time because my work, my PhD thesis, which um, I defended um, November 14, 1991, so 30 years ago tomorrow, my PhD thesis said that there was a certain cell of the immune system in the innate immune response, which if it did not produce, you know, if the virus was latent in that cell, you would never get AIDS. So simply keep the expression of the virus quiet and you won't get AIDS because you won't then infect, you won't then kill the T cells. Because what we knew when I started my PhD in 1987 was that um, only one in 10,000 T cells were getting killed. And yet Tony Fauci was driving all the therapy towards T 
T-cells because there was a receptor on T-cells, uh, antennae, if you will, a channel to, for the virus to get in called CD4. And it only infected that T-cell. And that was the helper T-cell that was needed to give you a functional immune response. So you got all kinds of opportunistic infections. So most of the people with AIDS actually died of TB or pneumonia, or you know they had pneumocystis pneumonia. So the guys dying weren't dying from HIV. And, and, and this all, you as we think, and as our audience thinks, oh yeah, they're calling that COVID. But only people with comorbidities and other inflammatory diseases died or even got disease of any kind. So why are we um, crippling the immune system with masks? Because the innate immune response of the nasopharyngeal cavity, your, your nose and mouth, is what you need. And that educates that macrophage, that monocyte macrophage, resident stem cell in the lung which is supposed to respond to dust and mitogen, and you have the resident stem cells in the brain, the microglia, in the liver, the cupper cells. So those have to see the virus in its natural form. And so, or, and, and you'll never get AIDS. And so what, you know, obviously the, the vaccination programs for HIV never worked, as I said on the movie Plandemic, because you can't inject, you can't inoculate and bypass those mucosal surfaces. Can't bypass the macrophage stem cells in the lung, in the brain, in the liver, in the skin. So we now appreciate, or at least I do, as a scientist, and I think the scientific world will, if they stop censoring it, that never again can we use an inoculation and get immunity. And we see this as last week, um, so the CDC changed the definition of uh, vaccination, the protection from COVID-19, not immunity, not lifelong immunity, not antibody responses as it used to be, because there's no difference between somebody who had natural immunity because they recovered from the disease and, and the people that will get hurt if you inoculate as Robert um, Malone and Peter McCullough and many of the doctors are starting to say with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, antibody-dependent enhancement. If you've already made natural antibodies, and we used to call this ATCC, antibody-dependent cellular cytotoxicity, you kill the cells because you're already making the antibodies, and, 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 and then when you inject it, you'll make a, more of an autoantibody because you won't educate your immune system. So the immunology and the science. So Tony Fauci, since the days of HIV, and this fits a lot with what John Rappaport was saying, not that there weren't viruses, or not that there wasn't an HIV or an LAV or other strains, but that they weren't pathogenic to the human organism if the human organism had, if, if the human being had the appropriate innate immune response and balance between the adaptive and the innate, and that they weren't infected, co-infected with other pathogens, or that they didn't have, say, 5G, which can create a cytokine storm because that's the energy at which hemoglobin changes the conformation changes of the protein. And that allows iron, which binds the oxygen to be released 
into the blood. And radio it, waves. It, well, yeah, radio waves. And so if you release iron into the blood, that's a danger signal to your immune system that said, uh-uh, we need our, we need, um, that means your red blood cells are sick because, or your blood cells are sick because you need to carry oxygen with hemoglobin. So we're literally getting blood poisoning and we can't carry enough oxygen because of 5G. And then you wear a mask and you cripple the glutathione, the antioxidant in your mouth into type 1 inter interferon pathway. So you're missing your innate immune response. You can't breathe and you see the disease. And in, in the parallel also, but it's not the infection. Never was SARS-CoV-2, that's a monkey virus. And the CDC and, and Tony Fauci admitted this, or at least in the papers, in the papers with Wuhan, China. The material and methods tell you, and this is where John Rappaport and I agree, we agree on almost everything, 99% of it, but not, there, there's no isolated viruses. Because yes, Luke Montagnier isolated LAB, lymphadenopathy virus, and um, we confirmed that isolation from people with AIDS. So by definition, it was causative. But later on, when other people had AIDS, the same acquired immune dysfunction or deficiency, but no evidence of HIV, it meant it couldn't possibly be causative. And that's what Peter Duesberg and company, and so all Tony Fauci has done for my entire 40-year career is go back and change the narrative, use AZT wrong, kill people, and call it AIDS. And that's what he did at that Mickey Willis. He's here today. If you want to interview him, that's what Mickey Willis found, showed in the movie Pandemic and talked to me about when I met him a few, two years ago, a few years ago, um, when, you know, there never was a COVID. And he said, and, and he started talking to me. That was Pandemic that came out May 4th. And he's like, they killed my brother with AZT. And I'm like, and that was the first time I appreciated that perspective. And I said, well, no, you didn't give AZT when you were simply testing positive for an antibody, because they didn't have PCR in, 19, in the 80s that was used commercially. You know, Mickey, or, um, yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll think of his name, but um, uh, Carrie Mullis, who discovered PCR, discovered it in the mid-80s or so, 82, 83, and so we started using it in the laboratory, but it wasn't refined to the level that it is now that you could use it as a diagnostic procedure. And he said, the Nobel laureate said in 2019 to Tony Fauci, uh-uh, that's, that's not an infectious virus, that's a piece of DNA that's less than that less than 1% of the entire virus. That's an indicator of an infection, but it's not an indicator of a disease. So all the testing that's going on, and Tony Fauci knows this, he's not stupid. So that's why in COVID-19, it's the mandate, rush, 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 because the people, because of the, in, in, in no part because of the movie Pandemic, which a billion people saw and started hearing the conversation. And like Mickey Willis saying, AZT killed its brother, I said, no, you don't use AZT that way at that dose at that time. Oh, so now think about of the disease process. Now think about remdesivir. So what are we doing? 25% of all people die of kidney failure from remdesivir. So Tony Fauci's pushing the same narrative. That became the standard of care, the most expensive drug. Instead of using hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or type 1 interferon or peptide T, which we and our colleague Candace Pert discovered and we worked on in the 80s. So that's the subject of the movie, The Dallas Buyers Club. 
and the movie The Band played on. So when we start going back to film and books, so that's why now, in the last decade, since I was removed from science, and, um, and, and blackballed and retracted and canceled the cancel culture. We're just going to erase it and rewrite science. Well, we wrote three books, Plague, Plague of Corruption, and Ending Plague. Kent and, Heck and Lively. Yeah, Kent Heck and Lively was a co-author. And on the last book, Ending Plague, Dr. Francis Rossetti, my longtime colleague, and, and the, the contemporary, the same age, he's a bit younger than Tony Fauci and Bob Gallo at the NCI. He tells the perspective and he saw, he was, he was really the genius. He's the father of human retroviruses. We were told back in the 70s, don't bother studying human retroviruses. They don't exist. And Frank Rossetti said, oh, that's ridiculous. All animals have retroviruses. Ding, 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 ding. What are we doing right now? We're injecting animal tissue and aborted fetal tissue into humans. And we never did that before, but we recognized in our first book, Plague, chapter five, talks about the first cases of autism um, in the in United States. And it came from an epidemic or an outbreak, if you will, in Los Angeles in 1934. And it, this is this is Kentech and Lively's brilliance as a historical researcher. And in 1934, it was the doctors and the nurses and the um, and, and it's so the nosocomial spread that, that people working in the laboratories with the viruses could actually get a dormant virus in, that, in the vaccine. The doctors giving vaccines, we used to pass the polio enterovirus through mouse brains because encephalitis was the inflammation of the brain. So you wanna weaken or attenuate the virus by passing it through another animal's brain and bringing it out because the, the mouse immune system will silence the virus, will cripple the virus, will make it less infectious, will make it more infectious. So thinking about gain of function studies. So an immune system will naturally weaken a pathogen. And that's why these, these viruses are gone every year. This coronavirus, this flu virus, uh, even HIV. In the, in the nature, it was mutated by healthy people's immune system. If you weren't immune compromised, you wouldn't spread HIV or AIDS. So my PhD thesis, which I mentioned I defended 30 years ago um, today, or tomorrow, was um, one week after Magic Johnson was found to have an antibody in a blood test to HIV, because remember the medical racism back in AIDS, the, the, the medical racism the, the, uh, was that black athletes and everybody like that had to be tested, because of course black men are more likely to go out with prostitutes. You know, and so remember the cover of Time magazine, and this is, you know, I have a photographic memory. Um, and so, November 7th, 1991. So they said, based on your thesis, in my thesis defense a week later, based on your thesis, will Magic Johnson die of AIDS? And I said, he won't get AIDS, but he has to change everything. Because at the time, the diagnosis of AIDS was a CD4 count, the T cells we mentioned earlier that were dying, below 200. Then you had AIDS. 
but you had ARC, AIDS-related complex, was you just got sick a lot and you got a lot of opportunistic infection. So nobody really knew the day they got the flu-like symptoms. So Magic Johnson, because he had to have a routine blood test for HIV because he's a black man in the NBA. I mean, that's medical racism. And I'm, I'm astounded today that it's these athletes that are promoting these shots because these are the men that were targeted. These are the people who were targeted by Tony Fauci. You know, and, and you wouldn't believe the vile names, the vile, vile, vile things. Tony Fauci and Bob Gallo and these people sitting in these rooms. I was just a 25-year-old technician. I was nothing. And I'm just listing these men, how they talked about these human beings. I wonder if we could play some tapes of, um, of that if um, Black Lives Matter would really believe Black Lives Matter. Because Tony Fauci's been killing black men and black peoples around the world, you know, for 40 years. What do you remember him saying? Oh, I, I, I probably, I'm, I'm a Christian and we're in a church, so I can't repeat some of the horrible things he said about their sexual animals, you know, that, you know, black men have all this prowess. And, you know, um, Magic Johnson's considerably taller, handsome, more fit than little diminutive Tony Fauci. So he's got a little man's complex because he's got no kahunas. You know, and Magic Johnson is is marginalized or, or you know, demonized, really. It was, it was interesting because at the time, Magic Johnson was engaged. Can you imagine when he was told that he was having sex with prostitutes? You know, good on you that his, his fiancé married him anyway and knew the truth and trusted her husband. Because that's the kind of thing that we've... It's, it's awful, really. They, 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 uh, Deborah Burks and Robert Redfield co-authored papers in the 90s where they experimented on HIV vaccines. They literally gave HIV, injected it, just like we're injected, injecting SARS-CoV-2 directly in. So these people would come up testing positive. Oh, like right now with the, with the super spreaders, the vaccinated, because the, they're the ones you've injected the disease. We know that. They have to test positive if you injected the spike protein, but they won't if they change the PCR because the guts of the virus isn't there. So what you do in PCR is you, check, you, you test a conserved region to say it's a coronavirus and you amplify 100 base pairs. Yep, we're looking at a coronavirus. Are we looking at SARS, MERS, or SARS-CoV-2? So to do that, you test the spike protein, a different region of the virus, the variable region, the one that changes, that is most modified, the, the one that's exposed to the immune system every year. So um, that breaks it down. The, the structural genes are inside. They're not recognized. They're not on, they're on the inside of that protective bilayer. And so that's in particle and all the vaccine is is a synthetic virus that doesn't break down according to your normal immune system until it gets inside the cell it has to do that or your immune system will chop it all up so Robert Malone's patent wasn't on mRNA that's God we all 90% of our genome is messenger RNA and this is why we have to educate everybody never ever ever to get an mRNA shot will cause an, uh, uh, an adverse reaction in every single human because you're you're changing the regulation the expression of your genes that's my epigenetics that's that's the, the company i moved to work in in my my epigenetic discoveries it's the expression of the virus my phd thesis was keep the virus latent and you'll never get aids he never has 
but it took courage for him at the time. Think about the narrative here. Think about the courage we're asking to be contagious here at this meeting. Don't run out and inoculate your kids. Please, please, please. There's a 99.97% survival rate, but these haven't been tested and we see the damage in the adults when it's not censored. We see the people who are injured by the vaccines with the Parkinsonian shakes, with everything, with the cancer, cancer, cancer. We're, we're killing people with cancer and calling it COVID. And then we're killing the people we caused the cancer in with those injections, knowing full well that these antibiotics cause cancer. We've known that, that the envelope alone, expressing, expressing the spike protein alone is the disease. You don't need an infectious virus when you inject it. So Judy, I, it, it, our paths crossed initially uh, uh, because I was uh, uh, made aware of your, your research on, 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 on what you just discussed, right. retroviruses and whatnot, but I began doing the work that I that I do based off of the Zika virus in, in Miami Beach, right? And uh, what do you what do you see? And, and and I think the first time you joined the program, we were we were discussing. Uh, That's a similar Tony Fauci released fabricated disease. Zika is endemic in um, you know it's a natural virus is in hot places, Colombia, um, Africa, Brazil, Uganda. Yep. A lot of those places. So you're looking at the level of the virus in the population. And essentially everybody has it, or 30 or 40% of the population have it. But what they did there in Brazil with the Zika outbreak, the virus isn't the disease, is what I've been trying to say for the last half hour. The virus isn't the disease. We're not a germ theory. Germs educate our immune system. And, and when we don't introduce them to our immune system in a way that is against God, not of nature. So the Zika virus, yeah, it's everywhere. But they activated the latent virus with a spraying program. They sprayed Roundup and things like yes. that. They weaponized mosquitoes, remember, flying right. syringes. And so you see other flaviviruses and other viruses. I think Zika's a flavivirus. I'm not real good at that genre. I don't is that, uh, is it it's classified a as a coronavirus? No, it's a flavivirus. I think it's a F-L-A-V-I flavivirus. I'll have to look it up, but it's not a coronavirus. It's not an envelope virus. It's just a sequence, you know, which is easier to break down. Those are nothing when they're expressed. Your immune system will gobble that up right away. So Zika wasn't a problem except for they took a DTP shot. So they took a diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis and, and, and gave a vaccination program. So any, and so that DTP shot was deadly because um, DTAP is acellular. So when you put the cells of the organism you were growing pertussis in, the, the antigen, you have to grow it in a cell. And, and you can make it safer by taking the cell debris out. That's what, we, that's what vaccine court. So if you talk to Andy Wakefield and Lori Gregory, that's what we realized is that um, kids were getting severely injured from DTP shots. Insusceptible. This is the work of Barbara Lowe Fisher in the movie yeah. 1986, the act.com. So go get it there, the movie 1986, the act. So you see, when you start looking at everything in the history and you're in the field and you talk to people, so Zika was just a spraying program. And again, the attention. It was, it was Tony Fauci's, it's like, never waste a good crisis. So in 14, it was release Ebola on Africa, right out of Fort Detrick. 
you know, and, and what did a smart doctor do when the Christian missionaries took it over there? I showed him my talk yesterday called For Life, the book by Kenton Amber Brantley. So your audience should just go get that. That's in. It's also discussed in our book, Plague of Corruption. So Plague of Corruption came out April 14, 2020, but it was supposed to come out November 5th. Oh, how interesting. And when was event 201? So I know when the government captured the book because I emailed it to somebody and asked an opinion. And I got the most bizarre response from that dear friend. And I showed it to Dr. Rossetti and I said, oops, you know, like a bad child. I said, Frank, I kind of did something, you know, you know, and they got it in August, maybe July. So we had, you know, because books stay in press a long time, especially when you publish them with Skyhorse, a publisher, because they have, they have to legally prove every word we said in the book so that it, they're not liable for these things. And notice Tony Fauci's never sued me for a word I've said in our book because he said everything and it's all referenced and we know exactly what they've done. And that's why they've gone to such heavy lengths to censor me and censor Plandemic. Because Plandemic's 100% censored, 0% debunked. And now Mickey Willis is here with a book and um, called Plandemic, and it goes through the history and what we saw with Plandemic indoctrination. When, when, when the brilliant Dr. David Martin goes back, when he watched the work, when he watched that 24-minute video, which was supposed to be a promotion of Plague of Corruption. Why did that book read like prophecy? Because... They planned it. They planned it since the 2000s. And even right now, and um, Tony Fauci's, oh, I'm, I'm sure he's happy with the whole Wuhan China thing for the common goal. Because what did they really do? They weaponized, they cloned the government in 2004. The, the um, uh, U.S. Army sent investigators, I think it's Tottenberg and Reed, or, um, to... Alaska, and they cloned the deadly H1N1, the pandemic strain of H1N1, and and made a full-length virus. Oh, and do you think that might be in a flu vaccine or two? Maybe the one they released on Italy? So the flu vaccine was the COVID. It's not SARS-CoV-2. It's, it's the great influenza. Read the book by John M. Barry and have on your show John Cullen. I believe this is Les Cullen. Um, uh, and um, he's the one that called me in one, an interview like this in September of 2020. So this is the value of the fact that I'll talk to almost anybody and they'll talk to me so that you're not censored, so that you're not afraid to explore things or be wrong here or there as you can learn. So he, I, I was with um, Jason Goodman and he said, I want to get you on with John Cullen. And I'm like, sure. And the night before the interview, I said uh, to Frank Rossetti, was with me at the time we were working down in Carlsbad. And he said, and I said, hey, Jason, what do you want to talk about? Because I had an hour or two before the interview and we were watching Thursday night football game or something uh, with Frank, because that's what we do. We work and watch sports. And, um, and so... Um, circus, come on, yeah. Judy. And so he asked me... Um, so he asked me, um, well, we're baseball fans. The sports isn't what it used to be, like and nothing else in our society is. Now the, the, the football players, the NFL, shame on you in hockey. I was here with Brendan Witt. I hope you'll give him, you know, a 16-year yeah. Oh, yes, yes. You know, he's a friend of mine. Because that's what we're here. 
that's what we were here for because, um, you know, he, he was used as a pincushion like Magic Johnson. You know, you can't enslave a player. You can't force him to inject. And notice Tom Brady never gets anything. Notice he didn't wear a mask. And he just like, yeah, he stood like six foot away when he won the Super Bowl. You know, the smart players know how, and like Brendan, they, they're fine-tuned athletes. You're, that's why athletes are dropping dead, because the energy of that shot goes straight to their heart. They get myocarditis, and they're dropping dead. And we saw this on athletic fields with Gardasil. The kids were dropping dead. You know, they're training to be get to college scholarships, and you can see the injury. And I showed a picture yesterday in our talk of a little girl that was training for the Olympics. You don't give a child a vaccine in seventh grade. They're growing, they're building muscle, they're using their brain. You don't inoculate a pathogen and turn their immune system is attention away from building the strength and, and the mind and developing the mind. Immunity is not static, it changes with age according to the environment, according to how you're supposed to work. And that's, you know, that's why my expertise in cell biology, biochemistry, plant chemistry, five minutes, yeah, okay. Is, is such a, a big deal. So, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's actually fun now at this point in time because as the literature tries to cover up and call everything COVID, yeah, everything really is COVID because COVID is vaccine injury for 40 years. COVID is AIDS. COVID is, is cover up of the infectious diseases you've driven not the infections, the, the diseases from the injections over 40 years. So it's a cover-up. Murder them. Cremate them. Why? Because you can never prove me right if you cremate them. And so that's the key to our book, Plague of Corruption, and, and our book's plague. Is that, you know, I was arrested because I was fired on June 29th for refusing a direct order. Which what year? Was, um, nine, uh, sorry, September 29, 2011. I was fired. That's the end of, that's the day before the end of the fiscal year. And you can follow in the journal science as they're trying to make XMRV go away and the signal just wouldn't go away. You know, nope, different variants, different strains. And they tried to do a PCR test to see if the blood supply was contaminated. And the test had a cutoff so high, I said in that book, Plague of Corruption, that it wouldn't find a willing Roman in a whorehouse. You know, that means everybody was going to be called negative. What do we have in COVID? Everybody's called positive because everybody is positive. And it's influenza and it's XMRV and it's HIV. And anybody that got a recent vaccine has all of those coronaviruses for the flu. And they're going to, they could, that, those are the people they're murdering, 100 million Americans maybe. Uh, Judy, as we as we wind down here, and thank you for your time, um, I'm going to ask you uh, what what is you've got something working with Shannon Croner in yep. S- Southern California, mm-hmm. but but let's let me ask you what is what is happening what is happening right now in 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 in, in the world? This right. is a, this is a, so I'm experiencing a mm-hmm. uh, I'm experiencing a um, uh, an epidemic, mm-hmm. I suppose is the right term, in, in, in South Florida mm-hmm. in 2016. Uh, I, I, I see there's fraud. I see there's, there's lots of red signs. Now we've got 2020, then I've, well, here's a pandemic. 
what is happening? Is is this a? You've already said this is a. This is a engineered. You didn't use that word, but this, this is, is man engineered. This is human sure, the made. Whole, the disease, not not just the viruses. You know, HIV was too. Not that the LAV wasn't isolated, but everything else that was gain of function to make HIV worse in all the experiments they did. This is the same thing. But let's, uh, the, I think, in the last 30 seconds to wrap it all up. Yeah, and this is Fort Detrick. Where does it come from? Yeah, go ahead. Well, but forget where it comes from, because that's just, look over here. What's really important about what Shannon Croner and I are doing together with the forunitedsolutions.org, freedom of religion. So what they're trying to do is make us all sick, dependent on them, mind-controlled, lose our constitutional rights, you know, take away our health. So what we're doing there on the religious exemptions, we're now, we're now writing a proof of immunization slash vaccinated as an affidavit. And you say to whoever, your employer, I'm immunized slash vaccinated according to my God-given immunity and my religious beliefs. I already had COVID, therefore I'm immune. And I take a booster, an oral booster, every 21 days, and therefore my immunity, God-given, I already had the disease, I survived, I don't want to give myself antibody-dependent enhancement, I'm already injured or I'm medically injured, and I have to protect myself with an oral vaccination that doesn't bypass my innate immunity. So you say, I'm vaccinated, I'm proof, here's my proof of vaccination. They can't make you take a PCR test. They can't change. They can't take away our freedoms. We're not sick until proven healthy. Uh, and so what's happening in 2020 now is it's a war. Get as many people shot as you can. Because once you're shot, they've got you. They own you. And so now we're saying, uh-uh, I'm vaccinated according to God. And CDC changed the rule last week to say protection because we've proven, the good scientists, this movement have proven, hey, those vaccines don't work. They make you sick. They don't keep you well. So I'm gonna run off and... <laughs> and, and, and who's the they? And, any comment on that? Yeah, Tony Fauci, um, the highest levels of our federal government, at FDA, CDC, NIH, it was in my talk, call to action, and all of it, the military industrial complex. That is the CDC. They wear uniforms, U.S. Army Research Institute Infectious Disease. It's time they stop experimenting on American citizens. Judy Mikevitz, thank you very much. Thanks, honey.